0: This is Speaking of Writers. I'm Steve Richards. A family of five lives on a dairy farm in Maine. They put up hay and separate milk and clean the barn and wean the calves. When something unimaginable yet somehow inevitable occurs, they become a family of four. From that moment, guilt permeates and propels this novel. If that makes benevolence sound like a slow read, trust me, you'll want to read it in one sitting. You'll need to know that this family endures. Meredith Hall is the author and the author of the New York Times bestselling memoir, Without a Map, which was named Best Book of the Year by Kirkus and BookSense and was Elle's Reader's Pick of the Year, the recipient of the 2004 Gift of Freedom Award, from a room of her own foundation. Miss Hall's work has appeared in the New York Times, the Gettysburg Review, the Kenyon Review, the Southern Review, and many other publications. She divides her time between beautiful Maine and California. Happy to have Meredith Hall join me now here on Speaking of Writers. Meredith, welcome to this program.
1: Thank you very much. I'm very pleased to be here.
0: So this novel is set in the fictional town of Alstead, Maine. Is there a real New England town on which you based it, and what is Alstead, Maine like?
1: Alstead, Maine is a fictional town, although I've lived in Maine, have lived in northern New England all my life and in Maine since I was uh, very young. And so it's a familiar town. It's a a known town, even though there is no place, as you discovered, no place uh, named Alstead, Maine. Um, it's a a very small town. It's near the coast. Um, so uh, it's within driving distance of the shore. But the shore plays very, um, very little. It's not significant in this family's life. Their life is entirely on this farm. The town is small enough that everybody knows everybody. Um, the church, there's one church and people are active in it, including the center family um there is a feed store which is typical of these small towns the centers themselves live a long way out uh they take several turns on the road out of town and then head off on a dirt road that goes no place past their farm it ends in the in the pasture land of a neighboring farm but there's those buildings are not on that road so they really are at the end of a very long dirt road and they have a very separate life there by design. This takes place after the war and um, a time of, of great promise, I think, for Maine farmers and um, most people in the country. They participated in that sense of hope. And so they ran this very successful dairy farm way out in the country.
0: Meredith Hall is my guest here on Speaking of Writers. Her book has been efficence. How would you describe this family in your book, The Centers?
1: Well, the book is um, set up in four parts. Uh, They are titled Before, During, After, and Here, which brings us up to the very present moment of the story. The Before section sets this family up. It's intended to let us know who this family is. And they are a very loving family. They are unusually close they are um, they're a successful family. They rely on each other. They trust each other. They like each other very much. They really enjoy each other's company. Um, they are kind to each other, very attentive to each other. And the love that they share is bound in everyday work to the farm. So I think the farm doesn't exist separately from this family life. Um, it defines the family as much as the family carves out and defines the farm. They are a family you know in many ways they 're an ordinary family they there 's nothing extraordinary about this family. They work very hard and they enjoy working hard together and they understand that that hard work is for mutual benefit. The farm has to has to run this produces all of their food and their independence, and they understand that, but they are just ordinary people. Then when an extraordinary thing uh, comes into this family world, um, we start to see a much more complex
0: picture. You've mentioned farm, Meredith. You didn't grow up on a dairy farm. What kind of research did you have to do to get it right?
1: Well, I think anybody who has lived in rural Maine for decades uh, actually knows pretty well the work of a farm. It's very visible and um people help each other out uh the the work is so routine that you anybody gets to see the rhythms the seasonal rhythms of and even the daily rhythms of that work i grew up uh just in a, a kind of suburban world uh keeping four eight sheep and then as i when i got married and had children i decided again to keep sheep more seriously and kept sheep and chickens and big gardens And that put me in the world of uh, farmers in my area. So it's a very known world to me. There were many things that I didn't know uh, and I had to do specific research about. I didn't know exactly how old calves would be when they would be weaned or um, how old uh, the calves were when the castration happens or um, some of the names of equipment, or parts of the hydraulics of the tractor, things like that. So there were definitely specifics that I needed to uh, come to know. It was very interesting research, actually. Um, I didn't know things like uh, exactly what time of year, what time in the summer does hay come in, and how does the farmer know when it's ready to come in. Um, but the, the general feeling of that farm, it feels as if I've lived there and hold that farm somehow. So, you know, I always longed to live on that farm. All my life, I've had a kind of nostalgia for a life on a farm just like that. It's a life that I never had. So Mm -hmm. I got to write it.
0: Your book, Meredith, is told from the perspective of three of the centers, Tup, Doris, and their daughter, Dodie. How did you decide which of the family members would narrate this story? And what are the challenges of writing that way?
1: Uh, I made the decision right from the beginning that I wanted multiple voices. And it made sense that Doris, the wife and mother, and Tup, the husband and father, would, um, would be able to tell their story. They are profoundly impacted by the events in this book and um, very potent actors. You know, they, they do. They have large responses to these events. And so they get to tell their story, uh, and then I chose one of the three children, Dodie, who is the girl in the middle of two boys, Sunny and Bastin. I made the decision to give Dodie a voice—a very particular kind of voice. I wanted her to report the child's experience through all of this, and she also is a very, um, she's a very mature and strong girl, and. She's able to report um, from inside these events and actually convey Sunny and Beston to us. She provides she provides these these boys to us on the page. And she actually uh it comes she ends up having to take care of Beston in a very motherly way. She really needs to step in and help help him grow up. And so a lot of her conversation about Beston is actually the kind of conversation a mother might have about her child. The challenges uh, of multiple voices are, for me, actually, there is more gain than challenge. I thought it uh, it worked very well for me. I wanted to hear from all three of these people. They have very different experiences. They respond to the world very differently. And I loved being able to explore that through their own voices. I think that the specific challenge is making certain that each of them uh, has their own distinct voice. That's always the case when you when you use more than one voice.
0: The title of the book, beneficence. It's not a word Meredith we hear often. How did it come to be the title of this book, and what is its significance <laughs> to you?
1: It is not a common word. Um, beneficence for me really uh, speaks to a very strong faith that I have in the world and that I brought to this family, uh, a faith in the goodness of each of us, uh, faith in uh, an instinct to move towards goodness and kindness and generosity. And um, it, so it seems, although this family suffers a tragedy, it's, it's a book about, um, about, there's a great deal of light in this book, literally light. And I think it's a book about uh, love and courage, strength, loyalty, dedication. And those are qualities that are part of beneficence of this goodness. I think beneficence is a state of being. And each of these characters understands that state of being and struggles back toward that state after this event hits them. the way that title came about is that uh, I'm had not. I I'm not comfortable with titles. I sure do like writing a book and feel very comfortable with words, but I'm not very good with titles, and um, I I can't figure out how to make that book be one or two or three words. And my editor stepped in and suggested Beneficence as a title, and I thought it was a wonderful word, but it kind of baffled me. Why Beneficence? Where did he get that? And I liked it. But I I wasn't sure um, what he was thinking, where it had come from. And that that was the end of our conversation. I said, yes, this is wonderful. Uh, A little while later, I had to go through copy edits uh, on the book. And I realized with shock that not only had I used the word beneficence once in this book, but I used it four times. And my editor knew that. And he had pulled that word out of the text. So beneficence is something that these people... Uh, rely on they believe in it and uh, it's it's definitely the motivating drive of this book
0: are you working on another novel and if so can you give us a sneak peek into what it's about
1: well uh, when i finished this novel i started working on another novel and i it's actually really inconsequential at this point what it was about i got i became interested in a generation of women that would have been in in uh, say born in the early, early parts, the early decades of the 1900s. And they came through the war and became a kind of iconic image of mother and wife. Um, my own mother wore an apron and high heels in the kitchen. And, uh, she was, a, a very working class woman. She, this was, this was not an affectation. This was her expected role. And, um, meals were were wonderful. The house was meticulous. She was a very good mother and I became very interested in that generation of women and um, how much they lost, what the cost was of their their determination to fulfill that culturally imposed role. So I started messing around with that and was uh, liking it i 'm interested in it and um, then, as the conversation about beneficence Uh, has come into the public world. I'm talking every day about beneficence. I've been finding myself thinking about uh, the characters that we don't hear in this book and wondering what would happen if I went back and gave them voice. So I'm actually thinking about Destin, this youngest child. He's he, he emerges later in the book as a very talented musician, which, and, and nobody knew that he didn't know that. And, uh, as the book closes, he's, he has left home quite early and moved to Boston, and he's working for a printer there and um, has built his, his own life there. But we don't know anything about that life. We see him coming home and visiting the family, but we don't know anything about that life. And uh, recently I've become very drawn to the idea of returning to Best and, and seeing what happens, just watching him and letting him tell his story finally.
0: So more to come from Meredith Hall. The book out now has been (laughs) Uh, Thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
0: And this is Speaking of Writers.